Hi. Welcome Hi. to and Why Now. We're not together this week. We're not. So sad. But hopefully our computers won't give us too much shit. I miss you guys, though. Yeah, we miss you, too. Is it still snowy back there, or is it like... Oh, God, no. Oh. The lawn's been exposed for at least three weeks. Exposed? It has. It hasn't snowed in, like, three weeks. It's supposed to be 72 on uh, tomorrow, actually. Oh, wow. 72. Warming up. Mm-hmm. So, what are you drinking this week? Well, I drank way too much last night. So, oh. well, I was day drinking yesterday. Oh, so you drank too much during the day. Yeah, and I only didn't really have breakfast, so it was not very good. Oh, well, it's Sunday, you know. I have nothing better to do. Yeah. So what are you drinking today? Oh. Are you just drinking water? <laughs> no. no, for you guys, I will never fake it. So I am drinking white Russian. I took a couple shots of whiskey, hair of the dog and all. Yeah, all right. Now I'm sweating like a bitch. Well, I kind of went the opposite this last week for some reason, so I haven't drank in a week. So That's I'm here. Marquan and I left, so you have to recover. <laughs> I did. True story. Yeah, I needed a week to just. <laughs> I didn't drink a lot last week. I really didn't. It was pretty mediocre, and then yesterday I was like, "Hey, let's day drink." Well, and then three hours later, I was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm drinking wine that I actually opened the night that you got here. Ew. Um, it's so and old. So there was half a bottle left. <laughs> so I'm drinking it. Why not? Life is short. It's almost two weeks old. It, sh- it should be fine. Sure. We're not going to die. You won't die. We are doing something different this week. I'm going to let Jen explain that part, but... She made me come to work today. I was trying to call out. She was like, not having it. I was yeah. like, it's spring break. Not that I celebrate spring break because I'm unemployed every day spring break. We <laughs> yeah, do have she- some exciting episodes coming up. Go ahead. Yeah. You text me and said, hey, should we take this week off for spring break? And I said, my kids don't have spring break for another two weeks. Does your kid have spring break? And she says, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about my spring break. <laughs> Oh, I did. I assumed kids. I mean, adults don't really get spring break. I literally almost didn't send her to school this week until I was looking at her lunch schedule. And I was like, why do they have a lunch schedule for next week? You're off for spring break. And I contacted the teacher. She's like, no, you had they had spring break. They took two days off when I was out in California. Mm. Oh, that was was spring break. Yeah. They said because of COVID, they didn't want to take an extra week off. Got it. But I was like, oh, but. Okay. I mean, I guess that's good for me. Who am I to complain? Yeah. I don't know what's going on in my kid's life. I don't know. It's all online now. I don't know anything. Woof. Why it says woof. Oh, but we do have some interesting episodes coming up. Caitlin's going to be here, and she's going to tell you a story. I'm making her write, so I don't have to write for, like, two weeks. Although we are also doing, actually, a big episode, so that's actually what I'm working on now. We've been working on it for like three weeks off and on. So this week we're actually going to go into the Chris Watts documentary that is on Netflix and it is called American Murder and it is extremely disgusting. It is. He's a piece of shit, man. He's so going to hell and burning and fucking getting pineapples up his ass. 
if you haven't, go watch the documentary because we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. So although if you know the story, you know the story. Oh, absolutely. Don't tell our listeners not to listen and to come back. No, I'm just saying it would be if you're if you're going to watch it, you should watch it first before you listen to this, because otherwise, you know, there was I learned some stuff in that documentary, actually. And I was familiar with the case. God, I know I haven't drank in a week and I've had two sips of wine. I'm getting high. Get violet. (laughs) Jesus, man, have some more drinks. Actually, I learned something that wasn't. Well, at least I don't think it was on the documentary. I learned today I was looking up some facts, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of ooh, that's kind of gross, and we'll get there. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we'll get there. I do want to bring up one more thing before we begin. I just read a really disturbing article that I would like to make light of. Okay. So the Minnesota Supreme Court just ruled if a person is voluntarily intoxicated, they could not be a victim of felony rape. Uh, What? Yeah. So all you have to do is roofie a girl before you rape her and then you don't voluntarily. So we can get drunk and if we get raped, it's okay. We chose to drink. If you voluntarily drink a glass of alcohol. Well, you're you're not voluntarily asking for the roofie. Okay. I'm still disgusted by it. It's still disgusting. That's such. Oh, Jesus. So if a girl's drunk, apparently it's totally okay. She's asking for and it. We're still going Ugh. backwards in this country. Ugh. But this is not a political show. Okay, okay. on to other douchebags. Yes. Let's get off politics douchebags and get on with murder douchebags. As we talked about, we're going to talk about Chris Watts and Shanann Watts. Excuse me if I call her Sean. Shannon and I, I don't I mean to disrespect her name. I just it, it's, it's such a different, yeah, it's a different pronunciation. So I will do my best. I have it spelled properly. So that's at least half the battle. It is. Um, yes, it is. I want to say Shannon as well. I get that. So I am going to go through the kind of timeline of events and the major bullet points, and then we can sprinkle in our opinions on the documentary as we go forward. But just to give the facts, it was August 13th of 2018, so three years ago, very recently. Shannon Watts and her two daughters went missing. The Watts family were living in a very nice home in Frederick, Colorado. And Shannon was an independent rep at You already said it. The first time you said her name, you said Shannon. Damn it. (laughs) Man. This is going to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon was working for, it's an MLM, the multi-level marketing companies. It's Lavelle which is actually, I didn't know until I looked this up. They are the company that owns Thrive Cosmetics. So I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it's a, it's a wellness brand and their cosmetics are all like vegan and um, ethically sourced and that sort of thing. So, cause when I was watching the documentary and they kept saying that she was working for this company and I was thinking, I thought I've heard of most of the big MLMs, you know, but I hadn't heard of hers, but that's why. Cause it's the, it's the parent company or like, you know, Uh, So she had just returned 
on August 13th from a business trip, which I believe is something like a conference, you know, you know, they have those motivational seminars when you're an MLM. I say that like I've done it. I've never done it, but they always have like those motivational seminars where they're giving away Mercedes Benz or whatever the fuck they're doing. I have a few friends on Facebook that do those and they're like the, you know, not Mary Kay, like Airbon and, you know, those sort of like wellness brands. And they had a bunch of them at the bank. I banked a bunch of them. Yeah. So she was at one of those with her friend and colleague, Nicole Atkinson, which we'll get into Nicole because she's she is one intuitive badass. She really Um, is. That's to me, that's one of the most surprising things was how fast they were on this case. Yes. I bet he didn't expect that. Well, I also don't think he expected his that his wife was so open with her friends. And she was I'll so get open into on Facebook. Right. I'll go I'll get into um I'll read some of the text messages that went back and forth between her and some of her friends that were talking about how her marriage was in trouble and even some of the text messages between Chris and Shanann. I mean, she was open with her friends about the rockiness of her relationship and where she stood on it and all of that stuff. So I think Nicole kind of had a little bit of an, you know, more of an insider's perspective. So her intuition was, I mean, still it was, you never, ever think that that's going to happen to your friend. Like, no, so it's not, it's not like and she I, saw it coming, but. Um, no, I don't think Shanann had a clue how the ending would be at all. No, no, this was not a um, Susan Powell case. Right. You know. <sighs> We got to do that case. Mm-hmm. That one is one of the cases that really, really like most of them. I mean, this one's absolutely disgusting, but the Susan Cox Powell really hits me on a different level. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so Shanann gets back from this business trip. Her friend, Nicole Atkinson drops her off at her house just a little before 2 a.m. She saw Shanann get into the house before she left. And Shanann was 15 weeks pregnant. I almost said 15 months. And that would have been (laughs) really pregnant. Um, So she was, her friend was looking after her a little bit more than maybe she would normally, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know what their relationship was, but she did watch Shanann get into her house, you know, before she drove away. Um, Also, side note, the little boy, she was pregnant with a boy and they decided to name it Nico. Him, not it, him, Nico. So I'll reference him as Nico. Um, The alarm bells went off for Nicole when she missed a business meeting that Nicole was also supposed to be attending. Then she learned that Shanann had missed a baby wellness appointment that morning, which those are her two priorities in life, right? Check on her baby, make sure, you know, everything's good with baby and her business. She had just been on this motivational business trip. Why would she miss the first business meeting, you know, coming off of that when you're in one of those, um, you know, group marketing things like a Mary Kay or an, um, what the fuck is it? Avon, you get psyched up, right? They pump you up. They're like, here, let's go do this. You know, let's get all this stuff. This is, we're badass business women. Let's go do this. So 
if she was going to not do an appointment, it wouldn't be the day after that motivational thing. Unless, or maybe she'd text Nicole and be like, Hey, I can't make it. I don't feel well or something. Yeah. She or I'm just not tired. Show up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. I at 2 a.m. I just can't do it. <laughs> so Nicole went to Shanann's house after she didn't show up for the meeting. So she just, as she was calling Shanann, she went to the house she looked in the garage windows and saw that her car was there and the car seats were in there. And that was something that Nicole brought up because if she was going to get picked up by anyone, she would have, when she goes with someone else, she brings her car seats for the kids. And so she noticed that the car seats were in the car and the car was in the garage. So it's not like she got picked up by someone else. While she's at the house, she calls the police to do a welfare check. And this is at 1.40 p.m. So it's 12 hours pretty much since she dropped her off. Exactly. And she's already doing a welfare check, which and is super intuitive, honestly. Yeah. She's got the police involved and everything. She's doing every single thing right. She doesn't break into the house. She doesn't, you know, disturb anything. She calls the police. She gets everything on record. Um, Chris Watts was notified that his wife was unaccounted for. And that, the, you know, they're asking, where are the children? You know, blah, blah, blah. He gives the police permission to enter the home. And when police got in, they discovered her phone, her purse. Like I said, her car was still in the garage. It was very clear that she didn't go. She didn't go, like, just run to the store or whatever. And her wedding rings were by her bedside on the table, just like you would, like, when you're going to bed. We've talked about this before, about taking wedding rings off. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah. She, she had a little basket sort of thing where you would, you know, put your rings in the night. Some people swell a lot. I always had to take my rings off when I was pregnant because I, then I'd end up like my mom who had to have them cut off because her hands swell so much. Um, and like I said, she's pregnant. So it's possible she takes them off because, you know, better safe than having them cut off that we were talking about Nicole being super suspicious from the beginning. And you can see that on the documentary that she is, I mean, from the, from when she calls the police, she is like, Hey, something's wrong. This is super not like her. She has the kids and she basically dismisses Chris. You could just tell that um, Nicole wasn't putting a lot of stock in what Chris was saying. And I think that's where, when I say that she was intuitive about it, that's kind of where I saw that come out was Chris would say something um, like police would ask him about something when they're going through the house. Is this normal? Is this where you normally do things? It's clear that he's not really domestic and he doesn't really take a lot of responsibility over the house because he'll be like, Oh, I'm not sure. Or I'm, I don't really know if that's normal or whatever. And Nicole is just like moving through the house. Like this is out of the ordinary. This is what, you know, I also wanted to point out at this time that in the documentary, there is a glimpse of a young girl around Shannon's daughter's age, Bella, who's four. And this little girl's caught in the mirror of one of the bedrooms and people called it out saying that it was supernatural and it was the spirit of the daughter, you know, because it was just a small glimpse. Um, you missed it if you weren't looking. Interesting. And but and Nicole, our next podcast will be exploring that. <laughs> no, Nicole came out and said it was her daughter because her daughters were with her. 
and she didn't want them on camera. So they were never introduced as her kids, oh, but they were in there. the house. Okay. So, so yeah, it's not supernatural, but I wanted to point it out because that's kind of one of those things that's been going around the, the internet. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. So it was just a reflection. So Chris Watts is seen on the film in the documentary going to the neighbor's house. He's the next door neighbor and he has a surveillance camera that is pointed at his driveway. And when it's pointed at his driveway, they can see the driveway of the Watts house. Not super clear, but clear enough to see kind of what's going on. And that ring doorbell has gotten more people caught. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. So the neighbor is playing it. For the police, you know, they see the film. They're all in this neighbor's house looking at the footage and stuff. And Chris is saying, yeah, that's me pulling out from the driveway, going to work, you know, early in the morning. And the neighbor is suspicious as fuck, like of Chris. He he calls Chris out that very fucking day to the officers on film of like, dude, something's wrong with that guy. Like that that's not. That's not how he normally is. So, I mean, people were on him like white on rice. They were. They were. But it didn't deter Chris from, you know, putting on the show of his life. He was pleading with the news stations. I think it was Denver 7 or something outside of his house saying, like, um, Shanann and to his girls, like, please come home. If anyone has them, please bring them back. I just want my girls and blah, blah, blah. Um, he's so, I'll get into how his parents feel about it too, but they're like, he's not a psychopath. He's not a sociopath. And it's like, he fucking is. Yeah. He's both. So this is how much of a criminal mastermind we have on our hands with Chris Watts. Two (laughs) days later, August 15th, 2018, which uh, Nicole, I'm telling you, The people who put the pressure on this guy, Chris, I think that's why he cracked so fast because nobody was giving him any. Nobody was supporting him except his family. Everyone else was like, dude, this is like it's super sus. Well, and Shannon doesn't live. Shanann, sorry. She doesn't live a high risk lifestyle. She's not a drug, um, a drug addict or, you know, a lot of the suburban moms, they've got that secret stash of something or their addiction oxy right yeah she had none of that so it's not like she was living a lifestyle where she was you know what's that girl from the weeds show oh (laughs) suburban yeah the suburban drug dealer um right and nothing was disturbed like someone didn't come in and take her and her two daughters without any kind of struggle right she didn't leave, leave her cell phone and her purse you know, people don't do and that I, nowadays. You have no money. Where are you going? Well, also, as a mom, you have your phone with you always. So if someone came and took the girls, say a grandparent or what, or a, a friend to come take the girls, to like give her some time to nap or whatever the hell, you have your phone always because, you know, in case somebody needs to get a hold of you. Also, she's 15 weeks pregnant. You're going to have your way of communicating Everywhere you go in case there's a problem. True. So the, yeah, your wedding rings, fine. People forget those. Yeah, but your, I mean, your parents don't know where you are. Your husband doesn't, well, he knows, 
but doesn't know where you are. I mean, that's really unusual, your best friend. So you just disappeared and nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, that's unusual. Absolutely. With your girls, too. Right. Like, if you were going to leave him, you'd probably bring your parents in on it. Your, your friend. support system. Yeah. Right, you, it, you had a huge support system already. That's very obvious. Right. So you wouldn't just walk out and not tell anyone and be super suspect about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So August 15th, two days later, Chris failed his polygraph. He was being interviewed and he just broke down and confessed when they told him that he failed the polygraph. The point value, just as a an aside, police basically will say that you fail a polygraph or that you are considered, uh, I wouldn't say a suspect, but a person of interest of why you failed this polygraph starts at minus four. And Chris Watts scored a minus 18. <laughs> they were like, okay, dude, like what the fuck? And when you watch the, the um, interview footage, there's a woman in there who is just the perfect amount of sweet, sassy and good cop, bad cop. Yeah. I mean, she's so like walks the line. You, you think she's almost nurturing him. Like there's a point where I was watching it where it was like, ugh, like cringing. Like, why are you so nice to this guy? You know what right? I mean? But it's punch him in the fucking dick. Yeah. But it's completely <laughs> professional, you know, because she right. gets the result that she needs. And, and he didn't confess to them. He had to talk to his daddy first. Mm-hmm. Well, and the cops are like, so we noticed you lost all this weight. You're hitting the gym all the time. You're having marital problems. Like a lot of the time, this is indicative of having an extramarital affair. Are you having an affair? And he was like, no. And And they're like, okay, well, you know. Basically, everything in your lifestyle is kind of stereotypical for an affair. And he's like, no, I didn't. And then that was like the first chip in his thing was like, fine. You know, I am seeing this girl who also her name is Nicole Kessing Kessinger, I think. We're going to call I, her Nikki from now on. That- so we don't se- so we can separate her best friend, Nicole, and the mistress. Okay. Yeah, they are. They're spe- they're spelled differently. Um, well, let's not get so hasty with Mistress Slut. Okay? Oh, we'll be back with Mistress Slut. We'll be okay. back. But Mistress Slut has issues. Okay. Yes, but uh, okay. We'll get we'll get to it. She's a slut, not a murderer. She's just a slut. Um. Would we call her a slut though? Slutty gold digger. I don't know. Okay, we'll get we'll into get it. Get there. Okay. We'll get there. So Chris Watts fails the polygraph. He's starting to admit that he has a girlfriend on the side. Um, You're right. His dad comes in and is like, you know, son, don't, you know, if you didn't do this, don't admit to anything. Cause he's basically, he's sunk Chris, you know, he's saying like, he's not admitting it to his dad, but I think his dad is picking up on like, okay. Told his dad the fake story. Yes. He confessed to killing He Shanann. said Shanann killed the daughters and he rage strangled Shanann after he saw what she did. Which, why wouldn't you call the police instantly? If that was a true story, you would instantly call the police say, and they would understand. You would totally get away with it. It would and, be a crime of passion. 
But even so, okay, let's take it back for just a, a nanosecond before that. Before you click and murder your wife, wouldn't you call 911 to see if your kids could be resuscitated? True. Like if you think your your spouse killed your kids, there's no blood because it's strange. He said that she Shanann strangled the kids or smothered the kids or whatever he said. She didn't shoot them. Like right. wouldn't you call kids? I mean, obviously kids are not immortal, but there have been some cases where kids have been underwater for 20 minutes, you know, without air and they've been resuscitated. So like, well, and he's going to prove that point. He's going to prove your exact point. What's that? Chris Watts. Oh, I don't remember. Because he thought he already did that. And then one of them was still alive. Oh, right, right. both of them were. Yes. You're right. You're right. I do remember that. So he's actually, he's proved his own fucking theory. Yes. Or your theory. Yes. So, yeah. So, well, that's my thing. Like, why wouldn't you call 911? And you're so much bigger than Shanann. And there's no mention of a weapon. There's no mention that she has a knife or a gun. Like, pin her down. Like, you're a you're a big right. man. You were there when it happened. You didn't come home and find this. Right. It was happening while you were in the house. So. And I'm sure they didn't go quietly, you know. No. Poor little angels. So that's his, I know, I, I think to bring it back to Susan Cox Powell again, it's like, you know, the babies are with their mom, at least, you know, at the the very least you can, you can say that none of it is good and none of it's going to make it any better. But, you know, I suppose if you believe in heaven, you would believe that all of those, the kids are with their parent, with their mom. If you have to find some kind of silver lining. So, yeah, he says to his dad that, you know, and his dad is like, yeah, basically like, oh, I totally believe that because she's a yeah. bitch. Like, yeah, they never liked her. No. Well, they, if you watch the documentary, um, they had a couple um, things she had put on Facebook. Uh, I guess the grandmother fed her something that she was allergic to. One of those kids. Ice, ice cream. cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was allergic to it. And Shanann was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, she's allergic so that she's like, you, I can't be around your parents anymore. Like, they just don't. They're obviously they didn't like each other. I, will, I wasn't me, sure if you were going to touch there. I'm sorry. Chris's parents had the ice cream. Um, she texted Chris and said, you should call your dad and tell him you did not appreciate your mom putting your daughter at risk today. And. I will call him and tell him what I think about this. And Chris says, it's not fucking cool at all because it is the kids. I will set this right. So on the surface, he seemed like he was, he was playing both sides. You know, he was telling her, I've got this. I'll talk to my parents. And he was telling his parents, she's kind of crazy. You know, don't, don't pay too much mind. Um, And then he had not talked to his parents about that. And then they didn't come to their daughter's birthday party. And Shanann texted her friend. Their granddaughter's after birthday they party. Did, oh, yeah. After they didn't show up to the daughter's birthday party, she said, I don't ever want to see them again. So they're very, like, they don't like each other. And part of it is, honestly, it just comes down to, I think, nobody was ever good enough for Chris. You know, when it comes to uh, Chris's mom, 
I don't know how the dad was. I think the dad just went along with his wife, you know, and yeah. And it became so. So, yeah, the dad was basically like, okay, son, you did it, because you know, we we still have your back because she was a bitch or whatever. Obviously, he didn't say this because they're in jail. So <laughs> it's bitch, we get it. <laughs> but you kind of get this. You get the sentiment. Oh, absolutely. Saying when you're watching it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So but they didn't seem shocked at all. Yeah. That and then killed her children and Chris killed her in a fit of rage yeah. or grief or whatever. I it would make more sense to me if it was she killed one and she was in the act of killing another and you killed her because at that point she's in motion you're in motion right if if it's at the end of it and you think they're both dead what is killing her like the the rage I I do understand you could be outraged um enough to kill someone for killing your kids but again my focus goes back to why not try to help your girls first like it's so important for you to murder the murderer more important than checking on your girls and making sure they're okay or if they're not you know like it was such a, a grasp of straws in my opinion because there was so much i mean her facebook her everything was her children it was her children, mm-hmm. her children, her children. If uh, He said they were fighting. She found out about the mistress. And this was her revenge. And it's like, how is that revengeful? Like, yeah. she's killing her. She's shooting herself in the foot. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's grasping she, at straws. That fucking coward. She had a job. I think she genuinely was fighting for her marriage because she loved Chris. She I did. don't think there was any other way. Like, I don't think she it was because. him. To the day he fucking goddamn murdered her. She loved him. All those Facebook lives and I'm going to fight for him and I love him. And she she wanted to save her marriage. She never said, at least anything that I saw, she never said, I want to do it for the kids. It was all she loved him and she was going to stand by him and she was going to, you know, do whatever. And so I really feel like if she had decided you know, okay, you have a mistress, I'm leaving you. She would have been okay. She had a job. She was the one who She built who, that house. Yeah. Which I so, thought was incredible. She built the freaking house that they lived in, right? Well, they bought it when it was under construction. Like they they built it when the subdivision was going up. Yeah. So she picked everything. Yeah. And she had such a supportive family that even if she had zero money, if Chris said, I'm leaving you, she would have moved back to North Carolina with her parents and her parents would have taken her back. They would have taken her in. They would have taken the grandkids. I mean, there's, it's not like she was. Yeah. And she never said in any of the texts or Facebooks that she was scared for her life, that he was abusive towards her. Like there didn't seem to be any, background not that a lot of people talk about that I get that but she never sounded fear for her life it was more fear of losing her husband and their marriage mm-hmm. falling apart like it was really fucking sad because she gave him she didn't, she didn't deserve it <laughs> she didn't seem vengeful or vindictive like not even in her normal life 
the, after what happened with Chris's parents, the worst thing she did was, I don't want to see them. Not, I'm going to fuck them over. I'm not going to let them, you know, talk to you. We're blah, blah, blah. She wasn't like in. that. She was just yeah, like, so I can't how, deal with them right now. And also, I'll get into it in, in a little bit with her vacation to North Carolina, but she did initiate contact with them. So for someone who's not that vindictive, your first thing when you hear about the mistress is I'm going to murder my children. Like, it's not like she was, yeah, it's not like she was crazy in general and this just shoved her over a cliff. It's, it's zero to 100 in negative seconds. She's mm-hmm. pregnant. Okay, you know? well, to be fair, I am at my most crazy when I'm pregnant. Well, no, but, but I was thinking more of the field like maternal. You're maternal. Inside yeah. And right. no, I was thinking there's a baby inside her. She's not like I'm gonna get an abortion. I'm gonna stab my baby. I mean, she still has another one coming. So why are you mm-hmm. killing your other two children? Or she was gonna take care of herself later. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It was. It was. He was hoping that his white male privilege was going to get him out of it because he was claiming crazy bitch and nobody was, nobody was buying it. No, nobody except his parents because his parents clearly brought him up to think that the world owed him everything. That, and he was probably telling a bunch of crazy shit about her, you know? That's true. Yep. Absolutely. We don't know what he was saying, coward. So he told his dad or he told the police after he had told his dad, you know, the fake story, he said that their bodies, uh, the girls' bodies were in the big petroleum tanks and that Shannon and Nico, you know, the unborn baby was in a shallow grave right near the tanks. Um, he had, we'll he get, buried Shanann, but not his children. I don't think she would have fit in the thing. It doesn't matter. It's still just like you don't even give him a proper burial. Like they're your fucking kids, you fucking asshole. You just and he worked for this company, this oil company. That's why he had access. Not anyone mm-hmm. could just walk up and dispose of a body. And you're right, she didn't fit, but still. Like it just it seems so gross. The whole th- the you're thing a that dad, dude. You're a dad. He had all the time while he was driving out there. His girls were alive. He didn't kill them until they got to that destination. So he had the entire drive, which was, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but I know it was more than 10 minutes of a drive to contemplate, what am I going to do with my girls? I mean, it's not a, it's not a snap decision. No. You know, maybe Anan was a snap decision. Yeah. Maybe killing her was, you know, you got so pissed off. You didn't even know what to do. You just fucking strangled her. And then they had had sex the night after she got home at 2 a.m. They had sex. And then he killed her. Shanann is the verdict, per se, is what he eventually confessed to. But like you had sex. So you said you hated her. And this and that, you wanted out of the marriage, but you fucking had sex. And then you killed her, like, because then they hadn't had sex, which I don't know if you'll go over those messages. That she was complaining to her friends that they had, that she got all gussied up and then he turned her down, which 
as a woman, yeah. we all know that goes when you get rejected. It's very sucky, yeah. even though it yeah. happens. Sometimes people aren't in the mood, but you know, I think that that was just one part that was like, why, why? She didn't disgust you enough that you wouldn't have sex with her. Plus, you had sex with her 15 weeks ago. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how his family does not say that he is a sociopath. I mean, they defend him like he made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. I understand it's your kid and it's really hard to think bad things about your kids. But this fucker killed your grandkids. He had, I mean. In cold blood, twice, twice he killed them tactically. He had sex. And then he murdered someone like that is about as cold as you can be. I mean, talk about no emotion or remorse. Um, and he even claimed she didn't fight him at all. I mean, I'm sure she was probably sleeping. He says they were fighting, but I find it hard to believe. I mean, it's our fight or flight. You're going to fight when someone's smothering you with a pillow or strangling you. You're going to fight. You're going to fight oh, with your sleep- and your unborn baby. And she didn't fight back at all. Which I think right. was especially if odd. she was pregnant. Well, I'm guessing there is some sort of scientific reasoning. I know that when you're pregnant, you have more blood in your body than when you don't. And I'm wondering if she was, um, say, already a little out of breath, you know, if they were having sex or whatever, and the strangulation happened gradually. Perhaps she passed out even before she realized it was getting too bad. You know, and like I'm wondering if there's some sort of scientific reasoning okay. for that. But I, I again, I have no evidence. I don't know exactly the whole the whole science science behind that. So Nikki, uh, Chris had been seeing another woman that he was he worked with, and he told Nikki that he and Shanann, his wife, were in the middle of separation. He told her that they were not together and that they lived together still because they had kids. And, you know, separating after a long marriage is difficult. You you know, if if you're trying to separate assets and you bought a house together and, you know, you might have to sell the house before you can afford to buy separate things or, you know, whatever. So it's plausible that you're still living with your ex. Shanann, like we talked about, was not going down without a fight. Well, Shanann was fighting because she thought, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but from everything I gather, she thought that because she was pregnant with a boy, it would kind of be the saving grace, right? She has two girls. She was finally giving Chris the boy, you know, she thought it would kind of be the, you know, the keep a daddy baby, like keep, keep, keep a daddy baby together. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. A keep a daddy baby. It's the band aid. Yeah. It's like, uh, it always works gonna, in a marriage. You're going to keep the man because, you're having his baby so clearly he's gonna stay with you which it never works ladies it never it is a band-aid it is only a temporary solution but i'm sure women have been doing it from the beginning of time and me saying it never works they still do it they still do it this day i know 
unfortunately, too many women that have had that save a marriage baby. Yeah. So this woman, Nikki Kissinger, she had no idea that Chris was having an affair. She knew that he was married legally and she knew he had children. He did not. She did not know that his wife was pregnant. Now, I believe that. Okay, here's where I'm. I don't. And let me tell you why. So I was all about defending her when you were calling her a slut. Right. I do think. Turn on me. Well, I do think she didn't know that she was having an affair because you never know what the man is telling. I mean, people like legally speaking, it takes a while to get divorced. So people decide they're separating and they might not legally be divorced for years. Yes. But they're separate. Moving on. Right, right, right. So that's why I'm saying she might not have known that they were still, you know, married. That she Let me know when I can that, tear her apart. That, um, okay. My point is Shanann was really outspoken on Facebook. She wasn't very private about things. I doubt she had her Facebook on private. Oh, yeah. So. And the mistress is going to look up stuff. And has. Yeah, just she curiosity. Did. She like, did. So, yeah, I agree with with her statement that she might not have known that he was having an affair. But not knowing that she was pregnant is a little iffy for me because I would think if you're dating a man and you know he has children, wouldn't and you've not been introduced to those children... Wouldn't you see on Facebook, like, who are these children? Like, what do they do? You know, like, just as a, I would if I was dating someone who said they had kids and I never saw them before. Like, I'd want to see, just from my own inquiry, like, how involved am I going to get in with this person with their life sort of thing? And Shannon was, Shanann was not shy about advertising that she was pregnant. You know, I'll like give you that. Pregnant. That's a good point. That's a good point. Not to say that she thought that they should be together because they're pregnant. Plenty of people split up while they're pregnant. Like it's not, it's not a, a make or break moment, but it's like to say that you didn't know. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have Facebook. I have a, one of my best friends doesn't ever fucking look on Facebook. She cannot be counted on to answer any messages that come through on Facebook. She just does not open it. So it's possible and it's not her go-to snoop thing either. Like, it's not like if she went was going to look for something, she would go on Facebook. So maybe this girl was just like that. I don't know. So I think she did believe that the two of them were in the process of separation, is long story short. I, I do believe that she thought that they were not romantically together anymore. She tricked herself um, tonight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all trick ourselves when we're falling in love, right? There's so many things we're blinded to that later on you're like, what the fuck? But I I don't think that she was acting maliciously in any s- scenario. However, um, I don't have all I don't have all the details, so I can't say definitively. In June, just a few months before the murder. Shanann took the girls to North Carolina. Um, That's where Chris and Shanann were originally from. So both their parents are in North Carolina and they stayed with her mom for five weeks. Okay. So it was a, it was a long visit. 
Chris stayed back while he was working. Makes sense, right? But he didn't come out and visit at all either during those five weeks. This further solidified the thoughts from Nikki, I feel like. Like, the wife goes away for five weeks. You don't oh, even yeah, go visit. Like, yeah, and you don't even go visit. It's not like you're going away for the weekend to go visit with the kids. It's She's gone for five weeks with the kids. To me, that's like, yeah, you're not working this shit out. That's five weeks is a long fucking time to it not is. be with your family. In fact, and this creeped me the fuck out as just a normal person, but she was looking at wedding dresses for two hours, just days yes. before the murder. Oh, I for didn't know two it was the hours. Day yeah. Oh, was it the day before? No, I so, thought you said that the day before the murders. Oh, no, it was days before. I don't know what oh. day it was. It just. Oh, I thought you said the day before. I'm like, but, oh, I didn't know that. No, but days two hours before. she's looking at wedding dresses. And all I could think of was, could you imagine meeting a guy, seeing this guy, thinking everything's normal, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a bit messy because he's going through a separation or whatever, and he has kids. And then to get brought up in court that you were looking at wedding dresses for two hours. Like, how fucking, like, that's invasive. Like, don't put that shit out there, you know? like I agree. <laughs> that's, I mean... I would be really upset like if I was seeing someone and because of their dumb dipshit things, all of my Internet history was on public viewing like. Oh, my God. I'd be arrested for a whole different set of things. Oh, oh please. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you planning, lady? <laughs> I made it. I made a joke to my kids because I told them, you know, my kids are getting to the age where Internet, you know, they're going to the Internet for things. And I said. Just make sure that whatever you type into that internet, you're okay with me and your dad and anyone else seeing it because it is public once it goes on the internet, even if you think it's private. And they were saying, making jokes about it. And I said, yeah, I'm probably on several watch lists because <laughs> I look up weird things. And they're like, well, what kind of weird things? And I said, you know, for the podcast, like, you know, human decomposition and, you know, weird <laughs> things like that. And they're like, yeah, but if you were on a list, wouldn't the government then say, oh, it's cool. She has a podcast. Unfortunately, and I, they don't do I, that kind of detail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, I said, yeah, sure. And I left it at that because I'm like, no, some people could have podcasts in order to cover up those Ooh. search histories. Like, but I didn't want to go. In. I mean, my kids are younger, so I'm not going to. I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. Oh, Speaking of things, I, I told the story about TSA and them finding a freaking dagger in my backpack. I got yes. a letter from Homeland Security. Yes. For a warning, it was really mean, and I'm temporarily not allowed to do pre-check now. So yes. they're not fucking around. So check your bags really carefully. Note to the wise. You think you searched it, you didn't. Check again. Yeah. And don't pack drunk. <laughs> Don't That's pack fine. your house. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're probably not far You're away. just throwing things in there. <laughs> That's a good point. Shut up, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. You're right. I was probably drinking and packing. That's probably a true statement. That's okay. Well, at the very least, you were drinking and throwing shit in your bag while yeah. you were packing to leave. <laughs> okay. So a babysitter. 
Okay, Chris Watts had a babysitter come over to his house on August 4th. Remember, Shanann and the kids went missing August 13th. So he had told friends and the babysitter that he was going to a Rockies game with a friend. Um, it was a male friend who he had said he was going to. But, alas, he was at a sports bar with Nikki. So mm. he's hiring a babysitter, which again leads me to believe that Nikki thought he was single. Because why would you need a babysitter if you had a wife? Why not just leave your kids with your wife? Right? Like, right. But was I she out of town then? I don't know. But as far as like what the mistress is thinking, right? Like she's thinking, right. oh, you're a single dad. You need a babysitter so we can go out to the bar. That makes that checks, right? I mean, that's right. But what if it was his week or whatever, like whatever he told her? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, that makes sense. So at this point, this is August 4th. It's becoming increasingly clear that Chris is choosing Nikki over his family. You know, yes, if you're single and you hire a babysitter to go on a date when it's your time with the kids, fine. You know, that it, that's normal. But if your wife is gone and your kids don't know that, you know, your your kids are looking at you. You're getting a, a set. Yes, his kids are young, so they're not putting it together. But you're getting a sitter. Yeah. When you're supposed to be watching us doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But like I said to the mistress, a single dad needing a babysitter is duh. You know, that, that, <laughs> yeah. That um, but yeah, it's, I think he's getting at this point. It's, he needs to make a decision, right? Nikki is getting more involved with him. I think it's getting more serious with them. Nikki's the fun one. They go do all these activities together. Nikki doesn't have any kids of her own. She is not attached in any way. So she's the fun one, right? His wife is the nagging, you know, kids, work, blah, 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 bills. And it's coming down to the fact of he either has to break it off with Nikki or break it off with his wife. Either way, it's not going to be pretty because potentially Nikki could go to his wife and say, hey, guess what? Right. You know? And if he breaks it off with his wife, he could owe child support. You know, he could have to pay. And Right, alimony. And they had, um, they had just filed bankruptcy three years before that. So they weren't exactly rolling in it. But this coward does neither. He decides the only way to get himself out of this situation is to fucking murder his family because he's a piece of shit. So I think that was the make or break time was that week when he was going out with Nikki and Nikki was telling him, you know, let's be together and blah, blah, blah. He says this is, you know, his his version of events was. Shannon got home from the business trip at 2 a.m. He was asleep. He wakes up. He has sex. Then he goes back to bed. Then they get in a fight before he goes to work. Right. They, he wakes up to go to work. She wakes up. They start talking. He says, 
I don't want to be married anymore. And she says, that's too bad. Like, cause I want to be married still. And he snaps, he strangles her like honest to fuck. Like, and I always go back to this. How are the parents not saying that he's a a psychopath or at least a sociopath? She says that I want to stay married to you and I'm going to keep fighting for this marriage. That equals I have to kill you. Yeah. Like what? So the four-year-old Bella comes in and says, what's wrong with mommy? At this point, he's wrapping Shanann up in a sheet. Brings, him, brings her downstairs through to the garage where his truck is, puts the girls in the truck. The mom the mom is dead, right, at this time. Didn't he try Shanann. to smother the, the kids first and thought they were dead and then they were up walking around staying away from him? No. I think he did that. He When he got to the oil site, he, he smothered one. And when he was smothering the other... The other one got up. It was at the oil site. I think when he is in prison, he's in prison now, um, that he told somebody, somebody was interviewing him, and he said that he actually killed them. I want to say before Shanann, he had smothered them, and that they were up, he thought they were dead, and they were up wandering around, but they were staying away from him. I I don't 100% know if... I mean, I'm pretty sure. I literally just read that. But I'm not. I don't want to put That's it out there if you ever heard that. Yeah. No, I haven't. But I didn't. I haven't listened to anything that motherfucker is saying in prison. I'm so over his shit. I, this this documentary that I watched was the last I've ever heard of him. I think. I feel like he's just that. He's that Marilyn, Man, um, Marilyn Manson. He's that Charlie <laughs> Manson where. He keeps coming up with soon, stories. Right. As soon as the attention is gone with him, it's, yeah. oh, well, have you heard my latest version? Because yes. I want sh- I want attention. That's exactly it. Because that came out in some kind of, I don't know if they're writing a book about him or whatever. Someone's interviewing him. And he says His they were mom actually. mom writing a book. Yeah. His mom is writing a book about oh. her experience. There's no release date. But she's writing a book about her side of it. Like how it is for her son or whatever. Oh, well, it's good know. that you profit off your grandchildren's death. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good for you. Well, Fuck them I, hope, <laughs> I hope it's, you know, I am always trying to see the good, but I, I hope it's more focusing on her son. Yeah, like focusing on her son and how how she's dealing with grieving for her grandkids in that her Well, to be fair, we're not our kids. Just like, you know, you shouldn't be responsible for Agreed. your parents' fuck-ups. You know, Agreed. sometimes sometimes there's nature and nurture where you, you just, you fucking lose control. I agree. I'm not blaming them. I just think their actions afterwards and to write a oh, book. Oh, terrible. Yeah. I think it's You're a little right. too soon. It's a little You're soon. right. It's a little close. We'll see. Yeah. And like I said, there's no release date. It's from the documentary it he's at that time he's saying that the girls were alive on the way to the oil site so, so. he writes this this is from chris watts in a letter to sherilyn cadle she's Who's he that? says i don't know i don't know if she's just some weird fuck that likes guys in prison or she's a journalist 
He says, all the weeks of me thinking about killing Shanann, and now I was faced with it. August 12th, when I finished putting the girls to bed, I walked away and said, that's the last time I'm going to be tucking my babies in. I knew what was going to happen that day before I did it, and I could do nothing to stop it. Okay, so he (laughs) has been thinking about this for a long time, and this is what he fucking came up with? (laughs) What a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean... Oh, okay, here's the second chance. August 13th, the morning of, I went into the girls' room first, before Shanann and I had our argument. I went to Bella's room, then Cece's room, and used a pillow from their bed to kill them. That's... That's why the cause of death was smothering. So he says he tried to kill them before. Okay, so this is when. Then he says um, he went on to write that his daughters woke up and they looked like they had been through trauma. The girls were just kind of running around the house and watching me with scared looks on their faces. Bella started to cry. And when she did, Celeste started whimpering. What a nightmare this was. I realize now the girls getting up and walking around may have been God's third attempt to stop what I was doing. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, I can't even wrap my mind around thinking that my only option in life is to kill my kid. I mean, I can't get there. But if I got there and they didn't die, like maybe, okay, maybe that was the wrong idea. You know, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Right? I I mean, I'm still blown away by you had weeks to think about murdering your wife. And this was your fucking, that's how you did it? And that was from medium.com, by the way, just to give my source. Sorry. Okay. Totally premeditated. I just don't, it will never make sense to me why you have to kill your kids. It doesn't fucking make sense. Except that he's. Well, he's a piece of shit who doesn't want the responsibility of his kid. And to me, why wouldn't you just then go be the deadbeat dad that doesn't yeah, pay child support? Exactly. Like, totally. Go, go away. Go change your name. Go, you know, do whatever you need to do. But, like, why do these precious souls not get a chance to live their life? Because, because you we, can't keep your fucking dick in your pants. Yeah. What like is, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it truly, it does boil down. Mistress. It's just selfishness. It's just, he doesn't. And that's the thing is too. Do you think someone like Shanann would have wanted to share custody? She would have probably fought for full custody anyway. hundred oh, percent. Like let her fucking have it. He's a piece would of win. shit. Anyway, you look at it. Agreed. And that's the thing that I really just, I wish there was some way for you to know like you're if you are in a situation where you're going to divorce or whatever it sucks that you can't just be like look I'm really I'm contemplating murdering you so if you would <laughs> just not ask for alimony or child support or you know whatever like then <laughs> then you can live like it's a bummer you can't you can't have that conversation because then you go to prison because then right. it's you know, you're going to murder them but because <laughs> I mean, think about it truly from Shanann's perspective. I'm sure if she was met with that choice, hey, look, you can either have the kids and I don't pay you anything or I kill you and the kids. Or you just sign off on the case. Yeah, a hundred out of a hundred times she would say, keep your fucking money. Let me have the kids and fuck right. you. Like, but you can't yeah. have that conversation. 
No. I mean, she definitely can't now. I know. Can I destroy the mistress yet? Well, you somewhat destroyed her, but... Oh, I'm not even at the beginning. Oh, I also wanted to point out that his coldness was so insane. He was having a conversation with his realtor the day of her murder, of Shanann's murder. The realtor was calling because they were thinking about selling the house. And the realtor was asking things like, is your basement finished? You know, realtor questions. And he was answering them normal. Like he was not being, he wasn't like, hey, uh, my wife's missing. I need to, like, can I don't fucking care right now. Like, you know. It's like going into details. Yeah. He's, he's taking talking, the time and then, to talk to her. Well, and then he tells her, because the realtor then says, I haven't been able to get a hold of Shannon. Like, what, you know, do you know where she is? Or can she, can you tell her to call me? And he's saying, I don't know where she is either. Um, Yeah. So on November of 2018, November 19th. So this is August, September, October, November. This is three months later. I mean, this is the fastest fucking right? ever. It's like Daniel Van Dam's. Um, it was so quick. He was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. Oh, which he pled guilty because he didn't want the death penalty. He also told them more details to get the death penalty um, taken away. So he is a coward piece of shit. But it was three consecutive life sentences. So they're served one life sentence, then two, then three, instead of concurrent, for killing his wife, Shanann Watts, Bella, and um, Celeste. Celeste. So they're four and three years old, which he also got something, and I can't remember what. And honestly, after three life sentences, it doesn't fucking matter. But he got something for Nico. Yes. Yes, he... God, I had that fact. Which one was it on? He did. It was an unborn fetus type of thing oh desecration it was the it was desecration um, of a body yes because he moved the he moved the body after he murdered her in the house and then he moved her and buried her so it's the desecration of a corpse after and yes i I don't know what that gives but he's currently serving his sentence at dodge correctional institution which okay. is in he got additional one count per child cited as death of a child who had not yet attained 12 years old um, yeah. unlawful termination of a pregnancy and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body got it yes i did read that after three life sentences i was like okay he's gonna be in there forever oh um, yeah absolutely you're not getting out dude yeah he's in and this one's for amber because she's going to be up my butt about it. Um, Wapun, <laughs> Wisconsin. W-A-U-P-U-N is where that Dodge Correctional. As soon as I, so, you know, Dodge, Kansas, when it's like, let's get out of Dodge. Yeah. That was what I thought of Dodge Correctional, like get out of Dodge. <laughs> so that that is all I have to say um, that I've written there. But I do... Um, I, I am ready for you to rip apart Nikki Kessinger, okay. if you prefer. So here's my problem with Nikki. So, okay, she said that they started dating in June. That's what she initially told the police. No. Wasn't it January? Well, um, they actually have text messages from them that Nicole had, because she, she deleted all her history before she called the police 
um, spoke to the police. I shouldn't say called them. Um, but they had actually had text messages going as far back as September 1st, 2017, which is when oh. she Googled Shanann and Chris Watts. And she did it on oh. multiple occasions well before June, which is when she and Chris told the police they got together. Okay. Okay. So. So I think I was confusing this with. No, yes, Scott Peterson. And I want to go over Amber Frey. It's amazing you brought yes. her up. Or it might be Fry. Is well, it Frey because Fry? I think it's Fry. It's Amber Fry. But I think I was thinking. Um, right. I had a little more faith in because she's the one that went to the police to tell them about their affair. Yes. Right. She initiated she the, the wire. Contract. I believe she did not know. Yes. Um, where this is where I'm like, you did know. You knew way, way ahead of time that Shannon Shannon existed. And if you're Googling her, you're probably Facebooking her, too. OK, uh, but let me devil's advocate this. OK. If you are. I sound like the amount of fucking devil's advocate I do on this girl. I you'd think that I'm a mistress. I'm not. I promise to God (laughs) I'm not. I never have been. However, if in September they had a fling or whatever and then she Googles his wife, what if then he says to her, hey, I am in love with, you know, as they do. I'm in love with you now. I'm calling it off with my wife. Right. You know, she doesn't possibly, know. Yeah. So possibly at that time she did know. And obviously um, the mistress was not pregnant yet. And the mistress, God damn it. The, the wife was oh, yeah. not she pregnant, obviously wasn't yet. pregnant then. So well, I'm sure he's telling her we don't have sex anymore. The marriage is dead. But then she comes up three months pregnant when she's dead. Mm, they're obviously that. And he did it before he fucking murdered her. So he's a piece of shit. Okay, let me finish oh, destroying her. Out. So okay. you said on August 4th is when they got the babysitter. It's also mm-hmm. the same day that she browsed wedding dresses online for two hours. Oh, that's August, what it is. On August 8th, she did another Google search on marrying your mistress. Oh. So so here's another one. Before she spoke to the police, one of the things she researched was can cops trace text messages? This is the okay. one that got me. This is why I decided that she, you're a slut whore bitch. She wow. also Googled Amber Fry and her book deal multiple times after Whoa. the murder. She looked up what? the mistress of Scott Peterson to see if she could get a fucking book deal. <gasps> wow. So you knew, or you didn't know, I, I don't think she was in on the murder by any point at all. But knock me over with a feather. I had no idea. That's why I was like, you're a bitch. You want to profit off this and you're disgusting. You're disgusting person. Okay. So I'm going back into my defense state. You cannot devil's advocate that. I'm trying. I started there. I'm going to end there. You don't have to. It's just... My thing is, okay, you got wrapped up in this. Okay, you're an innocent. I don't believe at all she had anything to do with the murders at all. I don't believe she knew about it. I don't believe they talked about it. I don't believe that was a thing at all. But the fact that you're like, how can I profit off this? Yes. I I do agree. That's gross. That is gross. And I cannot devil's devil's advocate my way out of that. That's gross. However, I can call him Scott. Chris Watts, 
in prison. He's changed his story a billion times. Your story. True Don't story. you think by this point he would have thrown her under the bus if she knew something? Oh, or absolutely. Something? Oh, God, so, yes. He would have said she was pressuring me. Oh, yeah. He would have thrown her under the bus if he had any kind of evidence. So, There's no evidence of her Googling up murdering people or where to hide a body, how to decompose a body. There's nothing like that in her history. So I do believe she's a hundred percent innocent on the murder. But the fact that you're like, Hmm, how can I profit off this is really kind of sick. It is gross. Like too little gross. But but we're in the Kim Kardashian era. You know, if you want to be famous, all it takes is a sex tape. All it takes is some small bit that will throw you in the limelight. And if you can Chris Jenner that shit, you're going to be a millionaire. So, Chris Jenner you know, never murdered anyone that we know of. <laughs> no, it's gross. Well, Bruce Jenner did. Or no, I'm sorry. Caitlyn Jenner did. But she murdered Bruce. <laughs> what, it, what I'm saying Oh, yeah. Is, she with that car accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. I thought you were trying to be philosophical. <laughs> But no, yes, he did no. kill those people. But that was manslaughter. No, no, and it was it wasn't murder. Yeah, I'm just her. saying it was it was a joke. Right. But what I'm saying is, in this era of the way that people are making money, if you're in an unfortunate situation, you know, maybe look on the plus side. Like, hey, this douche shit dragged me down. How the fuck can I make money off of him because he's an asshole? And now my name is mud because anyone who Googles my name is going to be attached to this fucker. You know, I mean, what mm-hmm. what are you going to do on LinkedIn? Like, you're going to change <laughs> your name? People, I couldn't sleep knowing I was trying to profit off two little kids being murdered. I just couldn't. Okay, but say you can't make money anywhere else because everyone thinks that you were in on it or you were part you of it or whatever. Go back to another name. Pick a name. I mean, her name isn't that. Nicole Kissinger. Is that what it is? Kissinger. Yes. Kissinger. It's not that uncommon of a name. I mean, I don't know what she does. No, for it's not. I don't know. But still, I mean, you're still the innocent. Technically, you didn't do anything. Yes, you were. You're one of many, many women in the world that has had an affair with married man. That's okay. fine. It well, happens. Well, let me devil's advocate this. What happens when your bitch best friend comes over to your house? Like um, if you came over to my house. Yeah. If you came (laughs) over to my house and we were talking about something and you snatched my phone and Googled something of like, oh, I was dating a murderer or whatever. And it wasn't a big deal. But then it's on my phone for the rest. of. That's not what happened. You don't know that? I do know that. I Are don't you know her that, best friend? I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. There's too many. If that was the only weird random thing on her phone, that's different. But she deleted You're her right. history right. in You're hopes right. of the police not seeing the stuff she did. Which, God, do you not watch any CSI or any documentaries? <laughs> you don't watch forensic files? Like, they can find that shit, man. No matter well, what they can find it. Not. They can find it if you haven't overwritten it. That's the thing is most people make the mistake of deleting their history or deleting things on a CD or whatever it is. And really what that tells the computer is this file is 
prime for to be overwritten. So if you want to save something next, it will go to this place. It's not erased ever. It's just that space can be overwritten. So if you delete stuff, your browser history is completely different. That's on a on a uh, server somewhere fucking else where you can't overwrite it. But on your computer, speaking like a hard drive, when you delete your history, it's or on your hard hard drive, it's just telling your computer that that space is opened up for the next file that needs to be saved. It can go over and rewrite that. So if you're gonna delete shit on your hard hard drive, you need to immediately download. Barbie porn. dolls and ponies. <laughs> yeah, or porn. Just to like <laughs> fill the hole. Fill up that file. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of porn. Why not? Porn? Okay. Yeah. So well that's that's our um twisted take on the douchebag called Chris Watt. Yep. Um Chris Twat. I hope you get everything Kava's going to say that. That's funny. I was like, that's immature. And then you said it. So I love you for that. It's, it's just a sick case. I just, I hate that he murdered his children twice. And that I feel if, if you have a chance and you, you watch this documentary, her messages that she puts out to her friends on Facebook and her live shit, it's so heartbreaking because she still loves him and she believes in the marriage. Like, I I don't think she had any idea this was something that could ever happen. She's just so pure. She didn't seem to live with any kind of fear from her husband. She's so pure. She really, you know, she is like a God-fearing Christian woman. She just, she wants her marriage to work. She loves her babies. She loves her life. She is she wants I mean, to fight for her marriage, and yeah. she has no idea at this point that he's cheating. She's suspect, but mostly because he's pulling away from her, and they're not having sex as much, which happens in marriages, and that doesn't mean they're cheating. But she really wanted to. She wasn't like, I can't deal with this anymore. I want out. She really, up to the day she died, she was fighting for him. And what a fucking waste of energy to fight for such a piece of shit. He didn't deserve you or your children. Absolutely and I think that's sad. not. They didn't they deserve agree. how they died. Not that people deserve when they get murdered, but. All right. Now we're going to go into some serious philosophical shit. So we're going to end there. We need to stop now. <laughs> we're going to end there. And yeah, next week, I think we'll be hearing something about Disney. We will. Hopefully. We'll have some insider knowledge from our, our resident secret service. Yeah. So um, saying that about her. I'm uh-huh. very proud of Miss Caitlin, and she's fun. We'll have a fun episode. Fantastic. Um, and then we're gonna come at you with some even cooler stories. Like we have a whole lineup ready to go. Well, it's not ready to go, but no, but it's in our heads. We just have to yes. get it from our heads to, to the pot. Well, I think we've both already written a lot on another subject that we're gonna do coming up too. I just have yeah. to put it into comparable paragraphs. All right. Well, with that, we love you all and thank you for listening. And we will come back next week. Whether you want us to or not.